0: Okay, I think we're at time. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for uh coming on to Learn Tyra at this uh beautiful hour of 8.45 p.m. on Thursdays. Um and I would first of all I want to thank Robits Glassman for uh coming up with this idea to start getting back together, at least on Zoom, to get our classes going again. So thank you so much to uh Schiffer Glassman and also uh, Linda Markowitz reached out to me that the Markowitz family would like to sponsor this evening's learning. So thank you so much. If anybody else would like to um, add in, if there's a yard site, that the learning should be a schus for somebody or for a for any, you know, whether it's for a yard site, for a refuah, for a yeshua, please let us know and we'll certainly learn as uh, as a chos. So here's how I would like this to be structured. I want to try this and just to ensure that this zoom class goes full throttle. So um we muted everybody for now and what I would like to do is I'm gonna we're gonna go through a safer a book called Bovavi Evne, which means that in my heart I will build a Mishkan. I'm gonna build an edifice. I'm gonna make myself a clea, a vessel for Hakadish Baruch Hu inside of our hearts. And the Bovavi, interestingly, chooses to remain anonymous. I only learned of his name recently. Um, I guess it's not a secret anymore. His name is Rabbi Itamar Schwartz. He's a relative of Eretz Yisrael. But in the Sefer Bovavi, he does not write his name. And my father, Zechrein Levracha, when he would learn through his Musar Svarim, would quote the Bovavi. I always knew it as the Bolvavi says this, the Bolvavi says that. So we'll call we'll call it the Bolvavi. We'll learn we're learning the Bolvavi. And Belvavi Mishkan Mishkanevna really starts out the first two chalokim, the first um, two books really focuses on what is our understanding ourselves personally. And how we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what Hashem wants from us as as individuals and how we can be the best servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So being that most of us, I'm assuming, do not have a copy of it, what I'm going to do is for this year, let's learn for about 25-30 minutes where I'll pretty much be speaking and sharing. I'm going to screen share the words in English. Okay, I found a English translation so I'm going to screen share the words in English, although I'll be reading it through in Hebrew. We'll do that for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. If anybody has questions during that time, please chat them to me. Okay, please send me questions. After the 25 to 30 minutes or so, I'll then we'll become more interactive. I'll start responding to the questions and we'll start unmuting ourselves. But for the time being, for next 20, for the initial 25, 30 minutes, let's keep it more of a... Um, more of a direct class instead of a back and forth and after that we'll get the questions again please chat in uh, any questions that you'd like. So here we go I'm going to screen share Okay, I'm hoping everybody can see my screen. Avram if it's not working, please let me know. I believe you can unmute yourself. All right. See, here we go. says the Bolvavi as follows. And this is starting over here from number one. I'll be reading it through in Hebrew. Reishas avodas ha'adam. First and foremost, in the service of a... Person in the service of a human being. What is our avoda? What is our service to Hashem? Levarer Laatzmo. It doesn't start by understanding Hashem. Our serving Hashem does not start by understanding our relationship with Hashem. Rather, it starts with Ma Hatachlis Shalchayov. What is the purpose of our personal lives? The word is his life, our individual life. This is a very important word. Very important word, and I'll tell you what. I'll turn off the screen share for a moment. Because the Mesilas Yesharim in the beginning states that a person has to know we don't have to first and foremost know what our role is in the world at large. We have to know first and foremost what our responsibility is in our own personal world. As Rabbi Victor Miller, Zechariah Lebracha, would say that each and every one of us, if we think about it, each and every one of us are more important than the entire globe. This is a fact. The whole world is made for humanity. Everything that Ash all of Hashem's creation was made for humanity. It was made for you, it was made for me. So each and every one of us individually are more important than the entire world. our obligation our mission is to know what is my world what how do i connect to all this and as we've shared multiple times i don't know sometimes you just go through the most simplest things in life i'm going to get to this we'll get to this shortly how the simple things are also the deepest zelda and i were sitting at a red light in toronto downtown and the bustle Hustle and bustle that was going on every time the crosswalk signal changed. Like hundreds of people every time it turned. And you, to, the, to us, each and every one of those people are props in our movie. They're just extras. We have our own movie that's going on. We're the center of our movie. And all these people happen to walk by. But each and every one of them also is, this, is like this star of their. They have a story. They're a world. Each and every one of us is an entire world that's happening. They're not just these random... To me, they're a random prop. I probably will never meet these people again. And to them, I'm some dude sitting at a red light who's also a prop in their life. And they're just hustling and bustling going around. But every one of us is an entire world. Says the Messiah Shavida. What do we need to do? We need to know what is our obligation in our own personal world, and this is what the Bavavi is starting out with, when he says these words in the very very beginning, when he says, I will share the screen again, when we have a person has to know what's going on in his life, what's going on in our personal lives, what we're saying is we need to know ourselves first and foremost very well, we got to really know who we are, let's keep reading. Let's begin with a short introduction. Call Yehudi Yodea Dovar Pasha. Every Jew, and this is the premise we need to have. okay? The premise we're going to have is that we know there's a God. That's going to be the premise of this Sefer. A person who's a thinking person recognizes that there's a Nishleim, there's a Creator in the world olam that did create the world, Ubara-oso, and also created me. kula. And not only is the, did the Creator create me, but he continues to give life to the world, af oso And I'm also one of those people. Each and every one of us need to think this to ourselves. Hashem created the entire world. Continues to create the entire world and me too. I am one of the people that Hashem has decided the world cannot exist without me. That's us. That's me, that's you. The world can't exist with, without any of us. Habore Olam, the creator of the world, Omer Lechol Adam, he says to every person, This is so fascinating. Hashem tells each person what he wants from us. The information and we're going to be we're sitting here thinking like what? <laughs> really? I know exactly what Hashem wants from me? <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, there's so many things going on. I got no I've got no idea what Hashem wants from me. But the truth is as we're going to see, Hashem does let us know there's a way to find out what Hashem wants from us. There's a way. Ella, but there's a root of the problem, and that is the problem is that although Hashem is telling us what he wants from us, I'm not hearing it, I'm not hearing it for some reason, I'm not connected to this message. Hashem really has a way of letting us know but for some reason on my end of the relationship I'm confused. I'm, I'm in a fog. I'm not sure what exactly it is that Hashem wants from me. What does Hashem expect from me to do with my life? What Hashem want me to do with my life? And this is a question that any thinking believing Jew should be asking themselves. We know there's Hashem. We know Hashem wants to have a relationship with me. There's obviously a way that Hashem is allowing it to happen. But I don't get it. I don't get it. But I'll tell you what some of us might think. Some of us might think, hey, well, this, is, this is not even a smart question. You know why? Because I know what to do. I'll learn Torah and I'll keep the 613 mitzvahs. That's exactly what I'm supposed to do. The, the person going to say, "Oh, Are we dealing with a person who's a non-believer? What do you mean? Hashem gave us the Torah. I know exactly what He expects of me. And if you look inside the Torah, it'll tell us with absolute clarity. What's the purpose in our life? To fulfill the 630 commandments. That's exactly what my response is going to be. This is a tremendous mistake. Listen to this. But the truth is. The world in Hebrew is called olam. Olam. The world. The root of the word olam. By intrinsic definition means it's hidden. When we live Baruch Hashem Elokeinu Hashem, you're the source of all blessing that created the Olam the, the word world also means hidden. Why does the word world mean hidden? Ki kach shemo This is fascinating. This is exactly what Hashem wants. Hashem purposefully purposefully made this world hidden from us knowing what our end of the relationship Hashem tells us and he puts it out there it's available but it's hiding and that's what the word Olam means the word Olam means is that we have to go search out our relationship with Hashem <laughs> the, what Hashem wants is that if i don't care if i don't care if i don't yearn to know what i'm supposed to do and i don't desire to know what i'm supposed to do and work for it to know exactly what exactly it is that hashem wants from me if i don't care enough to work for it hashem wants that there's going to be no way to figure it out our lives are going to be filled with confusion with fog and the world the physical world of olam will always remain he'alam will always remain he'alam now listen to this next paragraph this is this is a huge shift on how a Jew is supposed to perform mitzvahs. And here's how it works very often. This is what the next paragraph is going to be teaching us. Very often... There's more people. Very often, we view the 613 mitzvahs as like snacks... You know, you grab a cookie, you grab an apple. Oh, there's an opportunity for this mitzvah. Oh, there's an opportunity for that mitzvah. Oh, opportunity for this. It's like we're just grabbing random mitzvahs that come our way. And we know that's that's great, right? Whenever we have a mitzvah, a possibility to perform something good and to get tzchar, get reward, come closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so I'm grabbing mitzvahs. That is not the ultimate method in Avodah Hashem, what we're going to learn in the next paragraph is that actually mitzvos are like buildings. And the same way, you can't just, just take all the building materials and just start lumping them together and thinking you're going to put the, you know, the concrete for the foundation is going to be on floor 15, you know? And the penthouse apartment is going to be on the first floor. Because that's what got there first. Doesn't work like that, right? There has to be a structure. There has to be a way that things are put into place. So too it is with mitzvahs. We're not going to get complete clarity yet in this class on exactly how it works. But this is a fascinating shift that we're supposed to take in how we approach mitzvahs that yes to take as many mitzvahs as we can whenever it comes our way but it's really meant if we want a beautiful sincere healthy view on mitzvahs there's supposed to be a path a plan and how the mitzvahs are performed so here we go this is the next paragraph Right in the middle. The point is, avol But the truth is, A person knows that there are six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs to fulfill. We have to know that to serve Hashem does not mean to just keep gathering scattered mitzvos. Kol pam any time whatever comes my way. Oh, that's a, okay. Grab this. Grab that. Ella hatarag Mitzvahs, the 613 mitzvos. sha We're supposed to fulfill them like we're like we're building something, like a like a like an edifice. yivnu You know why? Because the same way a building is a structure, so too it is with a human being. We are buildings, hence the introduction to this Sefer. What is this book called? Bilvavi, in my heart, Mishkan Evne. I will build a Mishkan. I'm going to build an edifice, a place where Hashem can reside. Our bodies and our neshamos are like an edifice. And the mitzvahs need to be placed inside of us properly. Vilakach, and therefore, derech berura. we need a very clear path. How do I do this? If there's a structure to how mitzvahs need to be done, well, what is that structure? I have to find that out. In the world of Menachem Tannler, and in your world, in my world, in our in every, each of our individual worlds, we have to know for ourselves. Hmm. Mahu Rashi shobinyah. Well, what goes on the ground floor? Which mitzvah for me is the foundation? Maha hemshich. And then, what's which mitzvahs are like the middle floors? And what is everything going to look like at the end? What is this edifice supposed to look like? Kolomar meaning ala A person must gain clarity, must clarify. How in the world is it that mitzvahs build up my neshama? How? How? The ha-mahalich shalkiyam advarim. And how do I put it into place? Which mitzvah is the is the foundation of my world? Because it very well may be a different foundation than your world. Mahu where do I start? Mahu where do I continue? Mahu what is my ultimate goal? Last paragraph of this section before number two. adam. The tarik are given to what? Six hundred thirty mitzvahs are given to a person. However, yes, we've got 613 different mitzvahs, but we must clarify for ourselves where to start. There's so many different mitzvahs. To love Hashem, to fear Hashem, to Vekas Pashem, which is going to be a big focus of this Sefer. How do I get myself to constantly feel attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Where I'm cleaving... I'm clinging to Hashem throughout the day. How do I get myself there? Because we're each going to get there in different ways. We've got to give order to this. We've ha- we got to make order. When, th- when there's confusion in the world, which there is, there must be, this is what Hashem wants. That's why it's called Ola. Because it's hidden. And when there's hidden. It's going to be very difficult to find out. Unless we strive. To actually. Find out. Unless we're striving to actually find out. What it is. It's going to be hidden from us. There's going to be no other way. To, to figure it out. Okay. That's the end of part one. That's part one. Part two, if there's no, I don't see any chats yet to answer any questions yet. So we'll read part two. It's very short. And then we'll open up for discussion. So here we go. We're now going to read number two. Racious call. First of all, how do we start? How do we start understanding? First of all, before we start to understand what we're talking about. A person must really want to. When things are hidden, you can't give up too fast. If this is important to me, to know how do I personally serve Hashem and cling to Hashem and what my edifice is going to look like, we have to want it. We have to want to find out. Because the world is called, olam, hidden. And we have to know ourselves first. This is very interesting. We have to understand first and foremost what our entire situation is in this world. This is a huge sentence. Because my situation, my background, my experiences that continue to happen even in just the past week, the past day, plays a tremendous role in who I am as an Evet Hashem, who I am as a servant of Hashem. And the same thing is true with each and every one of us individually. Where do I stand? What type of family do I come from? What type of background do I have? There's a reason why Hashem has given me all the experiences that I have. So we have to know the experiences that we stand upon and ultimately try to clarify how it relates to Avodah Sashem. How it connects to Avodah Hashem. V'chovoseinu. It's our obligation, but at the same time our zchus It's a merit. It happens to be just an interesting idea. The word zechos, which means merit, the root of the word zechos is zoch. Which means pure. When a person gains merit, it's because we are purifying ourselves to really gain clarity. So it's our obligation but our opportunity, the virus, called Tura Sahim Khan to really understand what just happened. What what is the circumstances that are that that are uh, that are coming my way? laharish it's a it's an obligation upon us to feel and understand Yes, granted, ultimate bliss is going to happen in Gan Eden. And over here, we've got a, we've got a job to do. In the next world, there's no jobs. In the next world, is rest. In this world, we have responsibilities. And that is to figure out what, who I am as an Ebed Hashem. What is the solid, healthy, pleasant way that me with my circumstances my situation that Hashem wants to put me into now I just want to focus on this concept for a moment and that's like this there's a rhyme and a reason why each of us individually are passionate about things that we're passionate about. Now let me explain. And I heard this from my Rebbe, so I know it's MS. It's not coming from me. You have a person, let's say you have a person who's got money to give to Tzedakah. $50, $500, $5,000, $5 million, $50 million, $500 million, any. Any amount of tzedak, I have tzedakah. I have charity. I want to put in my pocket. So, one person will, for whatever reason, be passionate that that money should go to outreach. Another person will have a passion that their tzedakah should go to the poor. Somebody else will have a passion that the tzedakah should go to education. Somebody else wants to to go to a kolal, to go to a shul, to go to whatever. If Hashem put our hearts and minds in a certain place, it's because of experiences, and that's what Hashem wants. Hashem wants it that way. We need to be true to ourselves as well. doesn't mean to only care about that thing. No. We know that we take care of, you know, we're supposed to spread out and help uh, any proper cause. But there's always going to be certain things when it comes to tzedakah, that's the example I'm giving. When it comes to our energy, when it comes to our volunteering, when it comes to what we're focused on, for some reason, my heart is in a particular place. That is a message from Hashem. There's a reason why my heart is in that particular place and go with it. That's fine. Go with it. That's healthy. Standard. It's supposed to be like that. What we're saying in this paragraph is we have to know in our lives to be a true Evet Hashem, the circumstances that we stand on. Stop trying to live the way that other people are trying to convince us. Maybe, when, maybe they're right. So if it's a mentor or somebody who we should be listening to, of course, Who's a wise person? Somebody who learns from everybody and takes in all information. So, of course, not to the... Yet, at the same time, there's a reason why circumstances put me in a position to do this. So, that's all. Everything is Avodah Hashem. In order to be a proper Avodah Hashem, here's a a big Nakuda that we're taking out so far from today. And we're going to wrap this up, the monologue, in one minute. The big Nakuda is... That in order to be a proper Evid Hashem, it doesn't only start by knowing Hashem, it starts by knowing me. I have to know me to be a healthy Evad Hashem. Let's finish off this last paragraph. We'll put it back up. Hadavarim Shanu Aiskim Bahem Khan. The, the things that we're dealing with over here, these things should not be like, you know, um, otherworldly theories, Kabbalah that we don't understand. He's like, I'm not trying to get deep over here. I'm dealing with over here, life. Simple, plain and simple. <laughs> plain and simple life. What am I supposed to do when I'm here standing on planet Earth? I'm here, God put me in this world, I'm going to have X amount of years. All right. What am I supposed to be doing? What's this building that I'm supposed to be building? And together, we will do our best to try to clarify. Because again, we're in a world of hidden. We're in a world that's hidden we will do our best in coming in coming sessions to clarify from the easy concepts to the more difficult concepts step by step so we can create a proper ladder that we're climbing up so that ultimately we can build for ourselves a proper path and a proper ladder that we know that we can ultimately serve Hashem in the best uh, possible way with. That is the reading of the Bolvavi that I'd like to hold off here uh, with now. I'm going to uh, open up the possibilities for people to unmute themselves because there is a chat. Before doing so, uh, before doing, let, let's see, let's open, let's open it up. If anybody would like to, uh, has any questions, there's no mitzvah if, if, uh, if there is no questions. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to unmute yourself and ask. Otherwise, I do have one more point. I believe you have the ability to unmute yourselves. Okay. I don't hear anybody. Oh, I got a message here. Okay. Here's the question. Or it's a statement. If... A person knows oneself, then they know Hashem because Hashem is within all of us. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean this is why um, this is why this has to be the goal. The reason why this has to be the goal is because anishama, right? There's a famous thing that we've quoted many times in Avos. We're not we don't have souls, we are souls that have a body, right? What is an neshama? It's something that is a piece of Hashem. So when we get to know ourselves more, that is getting to know Hashem, because that ultimately is who each and every one of us are. We are a mm-hmm. chelek aleikam mal. we're this little spark, which is why the ultimate happiness, joy and gladness comes from the relationship, comes from Vekas, and that's gonna be a big focus uh, that we'll be getting into. And that is the clinging to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, connecting ourselves, because it's kind of like if you have a, mis- a screw that fell off of a, a larger thing, that screw is meant to fit back in, and that's where it belongs, right? So sometimes that's what happens to us. We're part of this incredible spirituality that is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we've kind of been put down here on the world. You know, it's like we've been separated, so to speak, not completely, Baruch Hashem, you know, but a little bit separated, And then when we start to understand where that screw fits in, it goes back in, so boom. When we understand ourselves, we start to truly, uh, truly understand our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Um, There's a, I came across a, again, like we said before, like the simplest things are the deepest. I came across a story that I had to think, I'm still thinking about it. Listen to this story. Okay listen to this incident that happened and the the message of this that I want to take out is the knowledge of our gedolim people who are true servants of Hashem to be able to self-critique and to really get to know themselves okay and I'm going to start with something very important, very important to know. Very simple, but very important. Um, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is Tyra. And that is, the weaker we are as people, the weaker emotionally we are. The less able we are to self-critique. Obviously, that's natural, right? The weaker we the less confident we have, we shouldn't constantly be self-critiquing because that'll just kill our confidence. But it's still a sign of, you know, people need to kind of keep up, we have to keep up our strength so we can't self-critique too much. But it's really just the opposite, right? A person who's really strong is not scared to discover, is not scared to look inside and discover you know, the positives, the negatives, balance myself out. And to critique ourselves really takes k'iches and It takes strength. It takes strength of nefesh to be able to really try to understand and to get to uh, know ourselves. See, here's the incident. Seems to be a simple incident. I think it is so simple, but I think that's why it's so deep. See, here's what happened. Um, there's a, I, I saw this in a book called Secrets of the Soul. Secrets of the Soul by Rabbi Shlomo Hoffman. It came out. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful book, and it's about his. It has a lot of, you know, it's a lot of understanding people, understanding ourselves, and he was a big confidant of a lot of Israeli gedolim. And they came out with a book recently in English. Um, who publishes it? Feldheim. Great, great book um, called Secrets of the Soul. Okay, Rabbi, Rabbi Shlomo Hoffman. So in this book, um, he brings down an incident that he had with Reb Chatzko Labramsky. And he would give shir in Slaborka yeshiva. And after he would give... He lived in Yerushalayim, but he would uh, give shir in Slaborka. And then he would go to Tel Aviv to take the bus back to Yerushalayim. So Rabbi Shlomo Hoffman says that one time he was walking with Reb Schwartzman. Reb Schwartzman... From the Cutler family, my father—he was uh, my father—had this chust. Oh, my father's chanted Had this host alone with Rebbe dave Schwartzman for a little bit before he went there to Eretz Yisrael. He became the Rashiva um, uh, in Eretz Yisrael of Lakewood East, and Shlomo Hoffman was walking with Rebbe Schwartzman, and they saw Rebbe Chatskul Abramsky on Rothschild Boulevard. And rob dave Schwartzman says, "Let's go talk to Rebbe so He says, Shlomo Hoffman says. No, Ropaczko Abramski looks sick. I don't want to bother him. Right? You ever have this you, know, you see somebody, it's like exciting. You ever see a guddle? you're like, I don't want to waste this time, you know, who am I to go talk to that person, right? Thisaga, like Schwartzman says, "I'm Reb is not going to stand there by himself. I'm going to talk to him." Okay. So Ropaczko Dave Schwartzman goes to talk to Ropaczko Abramski and Reb Shlomo Hoffman stands behind. Ropaczko Abramski sees Reb Dave coming to him and he notices Reb Shlomo Hoffman is not coming. So he says, Why not? So he doesn't want to bother you. He says, You're not feeling well. So, so Reb, um, Reb Chatzkel says that I'm actually feeling fine, but the reason why I look sick is because there's something bothering me. Listen to what was bothering him. This is the story. He was walking at a yeshiva and he saw the mashkiach. Of the yeshiva, Rav took Tukachinsky, the mashkiach of the yeshiva, was carrying a hot pot of soup. Rav Chatzko Abramsky Abramski sees Rav Moshe Tukachinsky carrying a hot pot of soup. So Rav asked asks him where he's going, and he says, there's a bacher who's sick, so I'm bringing him soup. So Rav Chatzko asked him, you don't have to schlep the pot yourself. You could get... One of the boy's friends to bring it to him. And Rabbi Misha says the Shochanaruch states very clearly that the mitzvah of Biker Cholim is to help somebody physically and with our own bodies, and therefore I prefer to do it myself. To me, this is a very simple story. No biggie. So it seems. Rav tells them, he says, this is why I'm crying. Because I totally forgot about a halacha in the Shulchan Aruch. I'm, I'm bothered that I even asked Rav Moshe Tukachinsky why he's carrying the pot. I need Rav Moshe Tukachinsky to teach me such a simple halacha. It must be, says Reb Chatzkel Abramsky, he says about himself to the other two, he says, it must be my arrogance as a rebbe in a yeshiva did not allow me to even remember such a simple halacha that somebody else does with such, with, with, with such simplicity. That's the story. He's crying because he's realizing the self-critique, just the, 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 the willingness to get to know himself. The Shulchan Aruch says, Bikr chaylem, you do it yourself. Go bring the person food. He's asking a Rebbe, why, ask, why can't he ask? He realized in himself that the only reason why the question was even there in the first place was because there must be some level of arrogance, and that's why he looks sick. That's why he looks sick, because he's trying to figure out this midah, you know, this trait. How does he perfect that? How does he perfect that trait? So we'll, This gets back to it. How do we come to know Hashem? How do we come to be better avodim of Hashem when we're, re- when we're willing to start to really get to know ourselves? And Be'ezus Hashem, in, uh, in coming weeks, we'll keep moving further and further into, uh, into this, uh, this topic and to try to gain understanding in our own world of what our building is supposed to look like.